This first reading is from Genesis, and it's uh, chapter 24, verses 34 to 38. Um, Those who are reading from the Church Bible, it's page 25, down near the beginning. So he said, I am Abraham's servant. The Lord has blessed my master abundantly, and he has become wealthy. He has given him sheep and cattle, silver and gold, male and female servants, and camels and donkeys. My master's wife, Sarah, has borne him a son in her old age, and he has given him everything he owns. And my master made me swear an oath and said, You must not get a wife for my son from the daughters of the Canaanites, in whose land I'd live. But go to my father's family and to my own clan and get a wife for my son. This is the word of the Lord. Second reading is Matthew 11, verses 16 to 30. Starts on page 976. And I'm going to read a little bit slowly because I've been ordered to. So. To what can I compare this generation? They are like children sitting in the marketplaces and calling out to others. We played the pipe for you. And you did not dance. We sang a dirge. You did not mourn. For John came neither eating nor drinking, and they say he has a demon. The son of man came eating and drinking, and they say, here is a glutton and a drunkard, a friend of tax collectors and sinners. But wisdom is proved right by her deeds. Then Jesus began to denounce the towns in which most of his miracles had been performed, because they had not repented. Woe to you, Chorazin. Woe to you, Bethsaida. For if the miracles that were performed in you had been performed in Tyre and Sidon, they would have repented long ago in sackcloth and ashes. But I tell you, it will be more bearable for Tyre and Sidon on the day of judgment than for you. And you, Capernaum, will you be lifted to the heavens? No, you will go down to Hades. For the miracles that were performed in you had been performed in Sodom, it would have remained to this day. But I tell you that it will be more bearable for Sodom on the day of judgment than for you. At that time, Jesus said, I praise you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, because you have hidden these things from the wise and learned and revealed them to little children. Yes, Father, for this is what you were pleased to do. All things have been committed to me, my by Father, No one knows the Son except the Father, and no one knows the Father except the Son, and those to whom the Son chooses to reveal him. Come to me, all of you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you, and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Praise God. Come to me. All who are weary and burdened, 
and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am humble and gentle in heart, and you will find rest for your souls, for my burden is easy and my yoke is light. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word that is alive and true. I pray that you would open our ears and our hearts to receive afresh from you today. Lord, would you take my simple words and fill them with the gift of your Holy Spirit. And anything that isn't of you, Father, would you just take it to the wayside. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Do you remember your school days and waiting excitedly to be chosen for something? Perhaps you were on the sideline as a reserve of your team, waiting eagerly for somebody to drop out so you would have your chance to play in the game. Or perhaps you knew the question that a teacher had asked in class and you were just waiting for her to ask you so your hand could just shut up and say, ask me, I know the answer, please pick me. Or maybe you were on the school playground and it was party time and invitations were being handed out and you wondered, I wonder if I'm going to get an invite to the party. I remember that feeling well. And in fact, I also remember our first parties of Tiffany and Luke when they were in reception and inviting the whole class to the party just so that nobody felt left out. Well, whatever your memories of childhood might have been, the good news is that the kingdom of God is for everyone. Everyone is invited and everyone gets to join in and play. Jesus says, come to me, all of you. Jesus is like the team captain standing, picking out his team players and say, whether you feel the most qualified or the least qualified. He says, whether you feel the most equipped or the least equipped, I pick you to be on my team. Come to me, all of you. And if we look at this team that Jesus first picked, his first disciples, actually we find quite a motley crew. We have fishermen, a tax collector, a zealot, and even a traitor. These were not Israel's finest candidates. They certainly weren't the elite, and they were not super educated. They were ordinary men. They wouldn't have graduated from Oxford or Cambridge, And in fact, they wouldn't even have been chosen to go on to any further theological studies. But theirs was an invitation from Jesus. Drop everything you know and come and learn from me. Luke 5 gives us the story of how Simon Peter first came to be called a follower of Jesus. 
he was probably a teenager out in the boat and had been fishing. And he would have learned the Torah as a primary school boy, as all good Jewish men did. However, he was not chosen to go on for further studies, learning more of the Old Testament readings. So he returned back to what he knew best, to fishing, to the local family trade. Now, a fisherman was a good job. There was absolutely nothing wrong with being a fisherman. However, you probably wouldn't expect a fisherman to turn the world upside down. How wrong he was, because... In choosing to follow Jesus, Jesus chooses Simon Peter to be the rock, the one upon whom he would build his church. This unsuspecting local fisherman was chosen to turn the world upside down by coming and following Jesus. And Jesus shows Simon Peter how to do life with him. See, Simon Peter had been out fishing all night long, and he hadn't caught a thing. And I'm sure we can all relate to that, out slogging away, doing our daily work, grinding through life, daily routines, and probably feeling like we're getting nowhere. Simon Peter was exhausted, He was tired. He'd been fishing all night long, and he had caught absolutely nothing. And it's at this point Jesus comes alongside him. He gets into the boat and says to him, Simon Peter, cast your nets to the other side of the boat. And his response is, we haven't caught a thing, Jesus, but because you say so, we will listen, and they obey, and they let down their net, and they bring in such a huge catch of fish that the entire boat is covered, and in fact, they begin to start sinking. See, this experience of obedience, Simon Peter listening to the words of Jesus, turns this ordinary fisherman into an extraordinary follower of Jesus Christ. And Jesus calls each of us into that life of extravagance, a life turned towards the Father, turns our simple, ordinary, everyday living into something completely new. There's a saying from a collection of um, old rabbinic school, which was about two centuries before Jesus' time, and it goes like this. Powder yourself in the dust of your rabbi's feet and drink their words with thirstiness. What this meant was that the idea of a student sitting at his rabbi's feet, learning from him, taking everything in, soaking in their words with great hunger. And Mary, in Luke 10, 39, sits at the feet of Jesus, suggesting that it's in this place that she too is learning from the master. Disciples sat at their master's feet, 
but disciples are also called to travel through life with Jesus, to take Jesus from that simple place of sitting at his feet out into the dusty roads of life. And isn't that the tendency for all of us sometimes, if we're honest, to keep Jesus locked away in our secret little room, in the nice parts of the house that we've tidied up before the guests come? You know what it's like when you have people around. The house is a tip, but you can quickly clean up a room or two where you know the guests are going to be and close the other doors and hope that nobody actually opens them in case they get stuff falling on top of them. We've all been there. Sometimes we can treat our walk with Jesus like that. We can want to keep him in the nice rooms, in the parts that we've tidied up and are well presented. But the challenge for each of us is to allow Jesus into the dirty rooms, into the mess of daily life. And actually, Jesus wants to help us clean up. He doesn't expect us to be perfect. He doesn't expect us to have everything sorted. He simply says, will you let me in? Will you let me into the mess of your life and transform it? Come to me, all of you who are weary, and let me give you my rest. And entering into the rest of Jesus doesn't mean that we just stop and sit around and do nothing. As nice as that might seem for a few hours, that's not the reality of life. Entering into the rest of Jesus means that we turn away from everything that actually separates us from the loving relationship with him. It means that we turn away from sin from stuff that is weighing us down, that we turn and face him with all of our lives. See, Jesus was not just a rabbi. Jesus was not just a good teacher. Jesus came to save the people from their sins. He says, my yoke is easy, my burden is light. Now, the burden that Jesus was confronting at that time, specifically, was the burden against the Pharisees, these legalistic hypocrites who did the law perfectly, but behind closed doors were not living as followers of Jesus. This religious club of men who decided who was in and who was out. You see, Jesus came to confront that hypocrisy, that burdening down that oppression of society, saying, all of you are welcome. Mine is an inclusive kingdom. There's no one in and there's no one who's out. Turn to me. See, Jesus came eating and drinking, and the reading tells us that people called him a drunken and a glutton. He couldn't win. And sometimes that gospel message is offensive. Sometimes it will make us feel uncomfortable. Jesus didn't just eat and drink with sinners. He came to die for sinners. And not just those sinners, but he died for us as well. 
with arms stretched wide upon the cross, he took that burden of sin upon himself. We were away at the start of the week um, in the Chelmsford Diocese at a, a gathering called Refresh, and we had the privilege of listening to Father Raniero Cantalamessa. And if you don't know who that is, he is the guy who preaches to the Pope of Rome. And he's been doing so for 35 years and preached to three different popes. And he said this, We live in a liquid society today with no fixed point. Everything around us is changing. The world is moving rapidly. Sometimes it can be hard to know who to turn to and who to trust. The cross of Jesus Christ is that fixed point in our society. When everything around us feels like sinking sand, Jesus remains the same. Yesterday, today, and forever. His are the arms that are outstretched, and they never, ever grow tired. And he's waiting for you, and he's waiting for me to come. He says, come to me and find rest for your weary souls. See, following Jesus is not just a set of rules. It's not just getting things right. It's not waiting till we feel good enough or clean enough because he's already chosen us. He already loves us. And in fact, Jesus, that humble servant, gets down on his knees to wash his disciples' dirty feet. This is our God. And being his disciple, being his follower, means sitting like a child at his feet. I don't know if any of you did it when you were little, when there was a song that came on and your daddy picked you up and stood you on his feet and you danced together following his footsteps. Whether that was your experience or whether it wasn't, that is the picture of our Father God. He invites us to stand on his feet and to learn to dance with him. I'd like to end by reading you Matthew eleven twenty-eight to 30 from the Message Translation. Are you tired, worn out, burned out on religion? Come to me. Get away with me and you will recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me. Work with me. Watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me and you will learn to live freely and lightly. Amen.